Hey guys, this is your host Walker Brooks. Before we jump into this wonderful interview with the newest tennis coach at WSU, I wanted to quickly acknowledge that yes, some of the audio does sound muffled, and that is due to the fact that we were following the guidelines and wearing masks indoors, so there's not a lot we can do about the muffled sound comes with wearing a mask over your face. But please enjoy the interview. Calling Raquel Latawo, newest tennis coach for WSU. Welcome back to another episode of Let Me Tell You. Today we have our first in-person interview for all of the podcasts. We have the newest WSU tennis coach, Tao Coach Raquel Atawo. First question is, why don't you give us a 30-second elevator pitch about yourself? I am from California. played tennis my whole life. I played on the tour for a long time. I've been coaching for the last few years. Really enjoyed experiences with every team, but... This is definitely by far my most exciting experience to be leading my own team. And I'm loving the girls already, loving the team, loving my assistant. So looking forward to a great, great season. What part of California are you from? I'm from San Francisco area. Yeah, I'm from Fresno, California, okay. but I'm sort of I, from two places because now I've been from the, I've been living in the Bay Area for about 20 years. So I, I'm... From right from where you are from, right near you. <laughs> there are people always the best. <laughs> Little bias though. How did you end up in Pullman? What's your journey? Take us through that. Like I said before, I was playing for a long time, volunteering coaching at different couple different universities. Cal was one of them, and then I got the opportunity to coach, be a full time assistant coach at Auburn last season, and then I got this position here in Pullman. You worked at like you just said, Cal, your alma mater and Auburn. What, what do you bring from your previous two assistant coaching jobs into a full-time head coaching job? What do you bring? I think a lot of on-court time, learning how to communicate with the players is something I had a huge role in in my previous teams. I think being a first-time head coach, I'm definitely learning a lot all at once, but having the experience with clients, with attrition, learning how to take my experiences as a player and translate that to, to my, my players is something that I'm bringing. Now, would you say that being a former professional tennis player, I would, I would assume many of the players on team want to go pro. How does that help you in a coach? I think it does for some, but I definitely think it's just how you run the team. It's how you talk to them, how you communicate to them, is how they're going to respect you. Um, I think it definitely helps, but you have to show that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> so yeah. you can't just rely on your reputation. You have to go out there and you have to show them that you know what you're talking about. And that's what gets you the respect. Right. That, make, that makes total sense to me. Now, how, how do you describe your coaching style? Is it? Yeah, I'm definitely hands-on. I like to explain things a lot to players so they know why they're doing certain things um, and not just talk at them. I like to have dialogue between my players so they're talking with me as well so I can understand what they're thinking pretty serious and I like to work really hard but I also like to find the joy in stuff too so I try and have drills and do games that make it a little bit fun so we're not always just serious 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 what are some of the fun drills you do that someone who might not know a lot a lot about tennis but they, they might want to try on their own what's a good drill anything kind of working on feel and touch trying to soften your hands a little bit that's definitely something as a player I had to work on a lot, but it's a fun, you know, a way to to go through practices where you're close to the net, not hitting the ball as hard as you can. It's kind of softening up, trying to find spots as opposed to just hitting the ball as hard as you can. 
So I see all these championships from the NCAA in your office. So I'm wondering, in 2003, you won the doubles championship in the NCAA. So for Cal, could you take me through the moment, like the, the match point? I think we won that match <laughs> on the scoreline pretty easily, I, th I think. If I, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but it may have been like 6-1 set so it's not like it was you know that deuce point everything's on the line you know it kind of slowly came and you kind of could see it coming a little bit but I think wins like big wins in your life don't don't really set in until after a, a long time after yeah and then you realize you look back and you're like wow that was pretty pretty amazing after college you go play on the pro tour you played in a lot of well-known tournaments such as Wimbledon and the Australian Open traveled the world so I have to ask, which country had the best food? France, for sure. France? Okay, what? Just because I like butter, so, and they put butter in everything, so <laughs> it tastes really good. <laughs> okay, so this is your first year as a head coach in the Pac-12. Who are the powerhouse teams, the top teams in the conference, and where do you see necessarily WSU fitting in? Powerhouse teams are for sure Stanford, UCLA, USC, and Cal. Those are almost probably every year finishing roughly about the top four yeah. of the conference. Where we fit in, we have our, a lot of our top players are returning. Uh, we did lose a few, so we're trying to fill that gap with some incoming players. But I think the core group that we have now are strong. We have strong, strong players, a strong team. I think using this fall to really develop, continue developing, and making them super focused. We already have sort of talked about goals, you know, already in the first week. So they already know kind of the standard, the, the minimum standard that, that we expect. But then as Fonz and I continue to understand how they are as players, we'll talk about those more individual and more um, specific type of goals as we go. We don't want to just come in and say, yeah, we, we need to be here because we don't know them quite yet. Right. I mean, it's hard to say exactly where, where we'll finish, you know, right now, sitting right now. But I would hope, yes, middle to, tor to the top of the pack. But th that... That will be a, a challenge for sure. Now, you mentioned someone's father here, the assistant coach? Yes, Fonz yeah, Verburn. He's my assistant. Yeah, great addition to the team. Have you guys worked together before? No, no, never worked together. Heard a lot of good things about him. And then as we, you know, started our conversations and relationship, it's been smooth. It's been great. Like, we, I think we're offsetting each other really well. Great on the court, which is exactly what I was looking for. Super organized, very helpful on off-court as well. In your introductory press conference, you mentioned rituals like breathing, meditation being very important to you. What was the driving force to bring those into your coaching philosophy? The driving force would be how I operated as a player and being a little bit more on the tight, tighter side, not as composed as I wanted to be, and realizing how important that is when you look at some of the best players in the world. They play those points, those really crucial points, very calm. They're in a calm and composed state. I don't think there's a lot of differences between players in, within our conference. And so it's talent-wise, I think the more composed you can be, the, the more you can get out of your, your game and yourself. And so maybe you aren't better than someone, but if you're more composed than them and you're calmer and you're able to think through situations and you can play better than someone who maybe is more talented than you. Now, I do this little speed round, right? There's some, they're just lighthearted, fun questions to get to know you on a different <laughs> level. So my first question is, 
I know you haven't been here that long, but where's your favorite restaurant in Pullman to eat? We've been to Black Cypress a couple of times. That was really good. So probably Black, Black Cypress. Cypress, yeah. The standard when your parents come to town, take the kids out there. <laughs> yeah. So have you been to uh, Ferdinand's Ice Cream yet? No, but I have. I love honey. I, I put. I love honey. I put honey every day in my tea. And I was reading. I saw someone at the airport with WSU honey, and I heard that it was at Ferdinand's. So I'll be taking a trip there. I cannot speak of the honey. I did not know they had honey. Now I have to go to Ferdinand's to check that out. But my own unbiased opinion, Ferdinand's is the best ice cream in the country. <laughs> unbiased opinion. Okay, yeah. I'll be there. So I want to know, when you stepped off the plane from Pullman in the small little airport, what was your reaction when you get off there and you're looking at the Cougar on one side and the Vandal on the other? When I stepped off the plane, actually, I thought, I was like, this is like Palm Springs. <laughs> it looked like, um, you know, it was kind of, it was hot, it was dry, a little bit desert, almost like a little bit of desert feel, but I just feel like everything is about WSU. But My last question is, what impressed you most when you got to WSU? Just your time at WSU so far with students, what's impressed you the most? I would say the people. I, you know, everyone that I met was super helpful wanting the team to be successful, wanting me to be successful. So I think that won me over at first. We love to hear that. Okay, thank you. Those were all my questions. All right, thank you.